welcome to another episode of Paranormal, The New Normal. My name, I'm your host as always, Jeremy, here once again trying to make the world seem a little more normal. And today, I might succeed in that, I don't know, we'll see. But my guest here to try to help me do that is Vicki Luna Miller, who is an author and an energy healer for people and for pets, which that's the part I am so interested in, but we'll get to that in a little bit. First things first, how are you doing tonight, Vicki? Awesome. It's great to be here. Ah, glad you could be here. Very inter. When I saw your profile on Podmatch, it was very interesting, and I had to get you on. I had to. So, but the first question I ask everybody on this show always is, what got you into the paranormal slash spiritual world? Well, I was actually chosen. I was five years old. I'm also a medium. So spirits started talking to me, connecting to me at the earliest age is five. I'm sure it happened a lot sooner than that. But um, yeah, for many years, I mean, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years, but I actually was raised in Ohio and kind of pretty much a haunted house. And I would see all kinds of ghosts and stuff, but they really didn't scare me because I'm a medium. So it kind of chose me. It wasn't like vice versa. All right, which that's not the that's not the first time I heard that, of course. So I mean, that makes sense, and yeah, it's I see. I wish they chose me. I wish, but they didn't. <laughs> well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I didn't realize it. I don't know. Problems of growing up in a new built house when there's no residual energy on the land or anything. You got nothing to play with. So uh, yeah, but, well, it's kind of scary when you're five years old and there's a whole bunch of stuff to play with. And I was also raised super religious. So being a medium at five in a religious upbringing was not a good thing. I can see that. I can see that. And that actually kind of brings us into my second question I always ask everybody. So tell us about some of your experiences with spirits or any other phenomenon you may have encountered in your lifetime. Wow, I have so many, uh, you know, because I spirit, I mean, there's all different ones when I'm a medium, so I can connect to loved ones on the other side. So, of course, I've been doing that. I mean, I've helped thousands of people and even pets. I work with pets, too. So, yeah, I see their spirits, too. Uh, growing up, though, you know, I would see a lot of um, Indian bear. I believe our house was actually on Indian burial ground in Ohio. And I would see a lot of, you know, Indians. We had a lot of weird things that happened in our house. We'd have, I would go to, down to my best stop. I, we lived on five acres and uh, there would be like footsteps and I would literally see ghosts. Um, I, I guess one of the biggest best stories were, I'm not going to say best stories, but I was married at the time and I went up to um, Lake Winnesaukee. That's in what, New Hampshire. Yeah. I was there on vacation and I was fighting with a ghost, which I was so done with. And I'm so happy I'm a medium because I realized what I was fighting with. Uh, but there was this man we had, we were all staying there. I have five kids, but at the time I think I only had three kids. And there was this, our door kept on opening, kept on, we, I kept on shutting my door where we were staying at. We were staying right on the lake and there was tons of energy there. If you guys have never been to Lake Winnipesaukee, it's just tons of death energy. The whole Northeast to me has a lot of death because of, you know, civil war and everything. But this specific place was called Abe, Abe's Farm. And we were in like the, the whole family was staying in this area. And uh, there was like all these farmhouses. And then in the middle was like this farmhouse where they transformed it into uh, like a restaurant. So that night, the whole night, the, the door kept on opening, kept on shutting. I kept on shutting the door. It kept on opening again, kept on shutting. And I saw this old man there and, you know, me being medium, thank God I saw him. And I was just like, okay, you got to leave this door alone. Like I am done with this and done with fighting this. Leave me alone. I saw him to a T exactly what he looked like. And then my son, my son must've been like 10 at the time. He heard footsteps too, going down the hallway th at the same time. And the next day I go into the kitchen, uh, I'm getting eating lunch and I look up and I see the man, which is Abe, the total ghost of what was there. And he even told me that night, he told me he's watch, he's looking on his property, but I didn't really realize that that was his property. So it was actually the ghost of Abe, I guess the, the person that used to, that he owned it back in the 1800s, that was still in the whole place. And it wasn't just me that saw him. My husband also felt and my um, mother-in-law who had some weird things happen to her little place too. So I feel he was just like visiting and taking care of pretty much the whole place. Interesting. And I actually, I actually live pretty close to there. I'm right on the New Hampshire border. Oh, you are? 
There's yeah. tons of energy. There's tons of everything up there. My house is actually haunted, and we have I have a previous guest in this podcast coming over on the 5th of December to do a clearing because we're getting tired of dealing with it. But, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it can be yeah, very frustrating. But good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, we can't even put the dogs in the garage because they get so spooked out. They, they sound like someone's killing them. Yeah, well, that whole area up there, I mean, I've been all around the world, I mean, and with my readings too. And that whole area up there, there's a lot of, you know, lots of really old energy and a lot of residual from this, you know, from the war and stuff. So death energy is not my favorite, of course, where there was a lot of war and a lot of death. And I've been, I've been clearing houses myself for many years. And I will tell you Native American and what you're dealing with is going to be not easy to continue to like clear. You have to, might, might have to clear it a couple times. Yeah. Well, um, I don't believe where we are is a Native American issue. I think it's a it's the previous owners of the house. I was led to believe by a previous uh, paranormal investigator who came up here and just to figure out what we're dealing with. And they say it's the owners of the house that lived here, that passed away. Mm, but, yeah. So it's, but my, I mean, my wife does come from a property that was a native American burial ground that her grandfather built on back in the early nineties before anybody knew that. And it's, it's, it's actually right in the bridge. It's actually right in the Bridgewater triangle area of Massachusetts, which is, full of native american goodies because they curse the whole they curse that whole freaking area so yeah but, there's a lot of energy up there there's a lot of ghosts and paranormal and all that so every medium is different so how do your powers work per se like what's the best way you can describe them kind of yeah well you know um I will see, I will hear, I will feel, I'll even feel how they died. Uh, you know, I will be able to communicate to them. Um, they come to me in all different forms. And so I, I see, feel, sense. I use all of my senses. I'll feel the same thing in my body. Uh, I'll hear uh, all of my senses. They communicate, they connect to me and communicate to me. Right. Which, I mean, that, yeah. So you're a full blown medium in every single sense then. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I've talked to I've talked to some who can only like they can only hear but they can't see. Oh, I've I seen, do I've all of it. To, I've talked to other ones who can see and can't hear. Like it's you get a mixed bag when you're in this when you interview people in this field. But so it's interesting always to see like which one certain people can do. But yeah, I resist it for many years, uh, being you know raised in a Christian at like a religious upbringing. But yeah, I mean it's just in ghost to. Um, I haven't seen a lot of, you know, scary ghosts, but there is ones there's poltergeists have dealt with a lot of, because a lot of kids will actually, if they're hormonal around the ages of even as young as seven, I will see seven to 12, they'll bring in a poltergeist energy so that when they change their hormones, they can actually bring that in. Uh, so I have, you know, seen a lot of those and th those aren't really, it's just, those are more annoying. It's a lot of electricity and a lot of heat and cold and just, you know, screws around with you. Like a little kid would maybe the garage doors go up and down or the electricity blows or the air condition keeps dropping itself down to 65. So I have dealt with that stuff, but, um, I'll see, I might, my, my, I can tap into anything just by a name, a person's name or a pet's name. And I will be able to tell you everything past, present, future. I also predict, I predicted, uh, COVID. I predicted the weather. I can pretty much tap into everything. Ooh, interesting. And we'll actually touch back on that at the end. Cause I have a couple questions on that one, but I kind of want to get into the pets part because you're the first person I talked to who really, like straight out said, I work with pets too and animals, which that is a unique thing to me for mediums as far as I've talked to. So do you work with all kinds of pets or is it mainly like cats and dogs or farm animals? I work with farming. I work with everything. Horses are my passion, uh, but I work with dogs, cats, horses. I mean, I've been at a zoo and worked with dolphins and snakes and I mean, everything, every animal, all animals are energy. So I work with them all. Okay. going to have to take this one at a time here, but, <laughs> and yeah, I actually did. I did use a picture of you with the beautiful white horse as a mm, uh, yeah. picture for the ad. So, I mean that, yeah, I, I knew Larry. that part right away. That, yeah. that, that, that horse is gorgeous, but. But uh, speaking of my opinion, oh, there's but, a, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but, so, 
we actually have two mastiffs. That's the that's the dogs I was talking oh, about. Oh, I love mastiffs. I used to have a great Dane. Yeah, mastiffs are great. They're very sensitive. So you know, animals are great, and so are children. They're great indi indicators of the energy going around. So, you know, if they want to go, so if they sleep somewhere all the time, then obviously it's great energy. If they don't want to go somewhere, or they don't want to talk to a person or they want to walk up to a person, then obviously there's a reason. Yeah. I mean, well, they sleep in the basement normally in their crates, but they, and they are fine down there. Like they don't, once it, once they calm down and not, and stop and not want to come upstairs anymore, they'll actually go to sleep and stop barking. But yeah. you know, we have them in the back, we have them in the back of the garage in the area that used to be our chicken coop after we cleaned it out and everything. And they just would bark their heads off nonstop. Like in the one night we had our, we only had one at the time because our other one passed away, but we did, we have two, we have two again now, but, and she was in the back of the garage area and we thought for her to bed. And then all of a sudden she just starts barking her head off and squealing. Like she's being like murdered. And we, me and my wife both just ran out there like, what the heck's going on? Like, did someone break in or something? But nothing. She just freaked out and like, Soon as we so she was cage, seeing a ghost. Definitely. Because as soon as yeah. we were out of her cage, she just dashed in the house faster than you ever could. And my wife was actually out there partying a couple weeks ago. Well, just enjoying herself a couple weeks ago uh, with the two dogs. And they would not... The, the older one kept running back into the basement from the garage because she didn't want to sit in the garage. And like she would sit at the bottom of the basement stairs and just look up and wait for my wife to go back in the house. Like, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're great indicators. So if they're ever barking at nothing and there's something there, they will, they see spirits. And they also, I bet you also, your, your dog was seeing the one that passed too. I get that a lot of times too, where I'll be able to see and know why, you know, what they're seeing. And a lot of times if a dog passes, the other dog that's still alive will still see them. It's funny because uh, my wife says sometimes she swears she could smell him because mm -hmm. like, even after he just got a bath, he has certain odor to him because he, he died at 18 weeks old because his uh Aww. he was he was born with misshapen kidneys. So mm. we had to put him down either that or prolonged suffering for a couple more months and which we didn't want to do that to him. But it just he, so ever since he passed so back in September, my wife says like she could smell it because like he had like a certain deathly smell to him almost the way she describes it. But yeah, they will let you know they're around. I actually had a great Dane that would pass gas and the great dane uh we had to put the great dane down too and my son would even say like oh my god wilbur's in here passing gas again you know and he was he was in spirit so they will come through you for different ways like that so will people yeah which i mean it's just weird i, I want I'm, I'm waiting to see on the fifth if uh harley's running around still too around the house i mean we have them cremated but i know that makes no difference in the world for spirit oh no they're still there yeah definitely yeah but yeah so that's i mean we're gonna see what comes of that and it's just funny because like the garage is just and we actually when we had the chickens in the garage they were randomly dying too that's why i moved them out of there and yeah and well I you know i can tap it just i'm astro traveling right now when you're even talking about your garage um it feels very heavy like it's even hard to breathe do you do you have um you do you have anything in the garage i would get everything out of the garage i mean just normal stuff like snowblower, that type of stuff, and lawnmower, and all that st type of stuff. I mean, I moved all the, everything that was in the shed originally before the chickens went over over into the shed. But and I and yeah, other than that, it's just garbage cans and a few random things from when we moved here still. But other, I mean, there's nothing in there that's valuable per se or that is uh, living. So yeah, that, I would definitely though because everything has energy imprints. So anything that you leave in there because it does feel very heavy. And I can't even breathe, like just stepping into there. So I would probably, you know, try not to go in there until you get it cleared for sure. I mean, I go in there, take the garbage out and recyclables out. But other than that, that's all I do is go in there and come back out. Like none of us hang out. My wife refuses to go back in there anymore because the lights started flickering when she was in there a couple weeks ago. And like she could have swore something was talking to her because she is a little bit sensitive to spirits her whole life. And she could have swore like it was the original owner of the house rally and he was telling was it a man like, was there a man because i see a man yeah his name is rally mm, yeah and like according to her he said that he that chickens don't belong in the house when he when she <laughs> asked why he what, what happened to the chickens and i mean i don't know it's it's weird because when the paranormal investigators were here back in a year ago a year ago this december they said they said on the spirit box they kept saying jungle and when they asked with the divine rods what he was talking about, and like if they asked about the chickens, like it, he always said yes to that jungle meant chickens. 
So I, it all kind of ties together like that. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do feel it. Man, I do feel him there. And I, yeah, I, I feel him very um, taking ownership of the house too. So I'm sure he can, and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't like you in the garage for some reason. That's funny. I feel there was something with cars. I don't know if he had a specific car he had or something there, when, but I see him in the garage a lot. When we were looking at the house that he did have a very nice car here that that's what uh, it is. It's, like, it's like an antique and mm-hmm. his nephew or some, some relative of his took it, but before we moved in and like took it to his house or whatever, but he, he, there was a nice car sitting in the carport. That's we what I say. Yeah. So he, so in other words, he thinks that, you know, that's a, to like you're to use the garage for something nice. And I keep seeing this car. So he was in there a lot. So he wants like nice stuff in there and like not the animals. Like he's, so I see him kind of frightening animals to, to get, to get stuff out of there. He's pretty possessive over his garage, (laughs) like a man. I mean, well, yeah, and he was a very much a Mickey Mouser. He liked to Mickey Mouse everything in the house, like himself, Mm. as we as we've learned over last year. So I could see that him being very particular about the garage. I could see that. I get makes sense, and yeah. So all right, I mean that makes sense, and maybe he was killing the chickens because it it literally looked like they were just flattened. Like it was weird. Like we he were didn't, just... yeah, he didn't want them in there. Well, it feels very heavy. So anywhere there's heavy energy, I mean, I feel like it was hard for them to breathe. And energy is everything, you know. It's contagious, and so if it's it's keeping your light out and it's making it hard for you, then yeah, I felt the chickens were were having a hard time breathing. Actually, even. Well, I mean, we had a hard time breathing there when they were in there because they would kick up so much of the dust. But mm-hmm. we eventually, we eventually, did, we had guinea hens too in there originally, but we got rid of those because they were just too freaking loud in this house. But we don't have, we don't we don't have a thing, a shed way in the back to put them in like we did like she did at her old house. But but yeah, I mean that would make sense because we thought the chickens were just like falling off the loft or getting pushed off the loft by the guinea hens originally, and that's how they were dying. But then oh my. when I cleaned when I cleaned out like a lot of uh, when I cleaned out all the shreddings out there when we got them out of the garage, I found two or three more dead chickens like buried in the shredding. So it was weird. Wow, but, that's yeah, sad. It was. It's sad. It was creepy. But I mean, we still have 30 something chickens, so we're fine. <laughs> Plenty of eggs to go around. <laughs> you got a lot of eggs. Exactly. I mean, yeah. We keep saying we're going to sell them eventually, but we got to work on that. But going back to you, though, the pets you work with, you said, well, I mean, you said you do farm animals, but mm-hmm. what's the, I do them all. What is, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get to the meats, trust me. <laughs> but what's the most, <laughs> What's the most unique experience you ever have with a farm animal? That's what I'm kind of wondering. Farm animal. Um, well, I mean, I work with many. I work with horses. Horses are one of my favorites because they're so spiritual and they're so energy aligned. You know, I've helped with everything. Um, I can not only am I go in there and read like what's going on with it, um, you know, physically and what's going on with it physically and health wise. I'll know like what, especially I work with a lot with horses as far as performance of why they're not jumping a certain way or, you know, they're, I do a lot of uh, riders and I will know cause I'll feel in my own body what their health is and if they have, um, anything that's going on and what, what will help them if it will be a chiropractor adjustment. And I think that's a lot of times too, people don't realize that chiropractor adjustments is really important for all animals, but especially for horses and dogs. And, um, I kind of just will know everything health wise. Uh, if a horse sees another thing, I remember working on this one, this one horse, they were trying to put it into the stall and to a new stall and they were having an issue. So I went out there and I was, you know, to help them. Why, why won't this horse go into the stall? And the first thing I looked at the horse and the horse told me that there's another horse in the stall. I'm like, well, the horse is telling me there's another horse in the stall. And then the owner looked at me and she's like, oh yeah, his buddy just died yesterday and his buddy was in the stall. And so, you know, that's where I'm like, well, you can't just put a horse. That's where it's proven that animals see another animal because how how would I know that the horse died, right? And the horse is telling me this. So horses are also very sensitive to energy, just like all animals. Um, but one of my most interesting readings that I just actually did recently was there was this horse that they were having an issue with it going right down the street. It would go to lessons. Uh, the, the daughter would take it for horse lessons right down the street and it would go right down the street, but it would go down 
one way, but not it would it would go down one way, but come home it would have they would have a really hard time getting it home, and it would just kind of be deviate. So she wanted to know what was wrong with it. And so the horse, I'm here in Florida, and the horse told me that there's scary animals, and I'm like, scary animals? Okay, is there an alligator? Because you know yeah. there's alligators here, and um, the horse showed me. Greta showed me that there was a there was a pond right next to her and it was the neighbor of the pond and the, and the house. And so I said, well, there's a pond it's over there in that house. And she was showing me like all these animals. She was showing me like lions and tigers. And I'm like, okay, there's no lions and tigers. I mean, maybe it's a cat, you know, maybe it's a cat around here or something. So I tell this to the owner. I'm like, she's just showing me all these animals. She's like terrified of these animals and it's at this specific house. And so they found out that uh, it was a taxidermy, that the owner had a taxidermy oh. in the garage. And it's what's so interesting about that is how a horse is obviously smelling the taxidermy and telling me all about these cats and stuff that where it's like, I, I don't understand you. But yeah, that's that was a very interesting one that really helped them, too, because then, you know, they started taking her a different way because they can't really go around the taxidermy. That's that's crazy. I almost thought it was going to be like another. uh Tiger King type situation in Florida, but right, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was I mean, very interesting. I mean, because I, I, I had relatives in Florida, and we used to go to uh, Jaguar games in Jacksonville, and there was this one yard you could park in, but the owner owned all these snakes and lizards oh. and, and big cats and everything, so you could park in his yard, but like you never want to go into the fence because it just forget about it, like you're you might not come back out. Right. Like, so. Right. I mean, yeah. Florida. Before that's kind of a thing. But so you said, and actually, good segue there, because you said you worked with snakes, which kind of has me like in Harry Potter mode almost. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I have done readings on him. It's funny because the readings I've done on, on snakes, um, also reptiles i've done them on lizards and they're all kind of the same they're just existing i'm like they don't even like they just exist i mean if we were like their animal they just eat they go to the bathroom and they hang out like that's really what their their object is in life and pretty much the snake reading i did i i didn't really feel like they were they're like what's he thinking and i'm like he's really not thinking he's just being a snake like he's not doing anything yeah, yeah. They're, they're primal creatures like they just have the basic needs and that's all they yeah care about. i mean mm -hmm. i mean they are territorial though are they not, are they not like isn't their brain made for that well it depends what kind of snake but yeah i mean this was a pet snake so pet snake are are totally different yeah. but they can be for sure you know they're very they're they're very in tune they're very in tune with energy think about snakes because they have to sense everything so animals are amazing because they're amazing energy readers even when it comes to hurricanes here my clients you know we just had a hurricane we had the major i'm where the hurricane was at um ian and you know we had a lot of livestock and stuff out there and it's pretty cool and how they with the, my friend had some ducks and the ducks just naturally got into the bushes put their head down and went toward the storm and it's pretty cool like how energetically they just read the energy of what's going on and that's why the paranormal that's why they see ghosts and stuff like that too because they can sense and feel all of that yeah it's weird too because my dog will go outside at night and just start barking at nothing like which means yeah, there's we, something <laughs> i mean there could be coyotes or there could be fisher cats or a bit black bears even because there was one spot down the road another day ago or two but i mean so they could be sensing something in the woods around us it's very possible but like they'll just she'll just bark her head off and run around in circles almost and it's like but I, my wife says like sometimes our sensor light in our driveway goes on for no reason at night and like, oh yeah that's sometimes a you'll see a, sometimes you'll see a coyote sitting there underneath the light when it goes on but other times you don't see anything like, and you're sitting there watching it go on and it's like and I'm guessing it's him walking in and out of the garage, like thinking like he's working on something or other, but yeah, the garage hard. is big for him. I mean, they got, there's, there's two here that we believe his wife is still hanging around too, but I think she hangs out in our kids' rooms because our, the paranormal investigators for previous, at least if the divine rods actually work, which I never know if they do or not. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't know how I feel about those, but she uh she, one of them said that they like to watch the kids because they never have kids 
Oh, I do see them like in the energy of the kids. You know, kids also are great at, I mean, I'm sure your, 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 your one son that I just saw are at, great at the perfect age, two at five, because, you know, they will, that's when I was five, two is when I realized that. So when kids are looking at something or Googling or talking to someone and it's not there, there's obviously something there. Or if they have, if they have imaginary friends, imaginary friends, I had a lot of those when I was a kid, really aren't imaginary. That's like a telltale sign of a ghost. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, well, that was actually my daughter, my five-year-old daughter. Oh, your daughter was there. But, okay. Yeah. Um, and she never really says she sees anything. She just, I mean, she thinks she does sometimes, but usually just my son playing tricks on her, but <laughs> with lights and mirrors and all that. But she, she, I mean, she never sees anything. I mean, if she does, she doesn't say anything about it. And she never had an imaginary friend, as far as we know. I mean, she talks to her stuffed animals, but that's it. Right. And she named, they have their own voices and everything as well. But my son has seen stuff at his aunt's house on the South Shore, but but that's because they live near an old uh, tuberculosis hospital that got, got torn down. So there's a lot of spirits there. But, oh, wow. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, he's seen spirits there and he sees some things in the house that they used to live in because, like I said, Native American burial ground, Bridgewater Triangle, huge area for that stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, believe there's two spirits here but have you seen shadow people have you ever heard of shadow people oh i've heard of them um my my sister-in-law was here last thanksgiving and for like a week and she was sitting on the couch like at 2 a.m 3 a.m one morning watching tv while we were all sleeping and she swears like right out here outside my bedroom there was a shadow figure that was sitting in the hallway staring at her and it would walk to the end of the hallway walk into the kitchen and then kind of come back and re- repeat the same cycle over and over again, kind of. Yeah, so. shadow people. I, I lived in California. There was tons of shadow people there I would see. And there's different ones. There's runners. There's um, boogeymen. There's regular ones. And so I, I did see also a lot of shadow people when I was up in your area, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what to think of shadow people. I've heard a lot of different conflicting tales about what they are or what they represent. I mean, I knew one investigator who followed families for years that had them in their house because he said he's seen it tear families apart. But wow, the negative energy just they release just tears families apart, and that's their goal is to eat feed off your energy. So they come from in ground. They're they only come out at night, and um, I've seen all families of them, all different sizes of them, and there's different ones though. So a lot of them aren't bad or evil. Like a lot of people think they're just there. Um, they do a lot of psychic people like I was, but, or like a lot of where there is graveyards or there's a lot of negative energy. They are around those places. I lived in Auburn, Northern California, and, uh, there's actually a mining country. Talk about ghosts. I had to argue and fight with a lot of uh, gold miners because those people were not good. And those were like serious ghosts to deal with. Um, but they were a lot up there too. And then, but there was different ones like the boogeyman. It's kind of creepy. Uh, I have seen one of those too. What, what, like, um, uh, I never heard of like a boogeyman shout. The, people version, like- yeah. So the boogeyman, I actually went over to my girlfriend's house. I was, this was when I was living in Northern California and her husband worked at night, the night shift. And she lived on like two acres too. And she called me over and she's like, can somebody is watching me? I, you know, she was creeped out. She's like, it's a ghost. Somebody's watching me. Can you come over? So I came over and I'm looking at her and I look right up her at her door with the window. And I see and the boogeyman actually wears a hat. It's a black shadow figure that has like this, this bill, this hat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's called the boogeyman too. That's the other form of it. So that's like a part of the shadow side. And he was creepy. Like he was watching her and it was pretty creepy, but I, I'm really good at getting rid of all that stuff. It doesn't really scare me much. So I have, I've only had maybe two, maybe, maybe walk-ins would be ones I wouldn't really deal with, but, um, there, that one really, but that one was the most creepiest of them all that of the boogie of the shadow people. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about the hat man. Uh, mm-hmm. shout person, which, which if that's what you're talking about, then yeah, that's the one that people always get freaked out by because he'll be standing at the end of your bed watching you sleep, or yeah, uh-huh. or yeah, that's the one where you always get the creepy feeling you're being watched. I mean, I've heard other, most strap people's stories I've heard. It's just you see them like going down a hallway and then like that's it, or you see them like in the next room, or you just catch something out of the corner of your eye. Like it's not like right. they're there trying. Which is why people usually bring the alternate the alternate dimension theory to them, like that they're ultra terrestrials and that it's like just 
they're over here because they don't know why they don't know why they're over here even they just kind of slip over for a minute or two but yeah i see I see the shadow people coming out from under under the earth. I mean, I do feel they're interdimensional beings, but I think a lot are like Bigfoot and all those too. Um, but those ones are more, I feel, are inner ground and where there's a lot of war, depression. You know, um, I realized when I first moved to Northern California, I was in Auburn, this small town outside of San Francisco. It's, it's inland. And I, me being a medium, I was seeing all these dead Asian people. And I was like, what is up with all these dead Asian people? And I was also just feeling a lot of death, like I told you, around your area, too. I feel a lot of death. And um, the dead Asian people, I found out, was during Pearl Harbor times. They had concentration yep. camps, which I didn't. I learned when I was over there. But also, there's a big farming um, place there. And they just put a lot of those Asian people in the tunnels, and they're still there today. And so when they were there, then that's where the, the, the most shadow people I've ever seen in my life. Because when I do a phone reading, I don't even need to be there in person, and I can tap into anything. And I will tell you, Northern California, California was one of the most craziest energies and I have clients in Cambodia and Australia and all kinds of places and there was all kinds of different energies and it was very um that Auburn area was because I think it's also because of the death of the Asians and just a lot went on there is yeah. that energy was lower and heavy and had a whole bunch of death energy. And then it had a whole bunch of the Oak pines. And so the, you know, of the trees, which were beautiful, but trees hold on to all that energy and absorb it and bring it up. And so then you also have, you know, that's why I believe there was a lot of shadow people there too. So shadow people usually hang out where there's that lower it, lower yucky energy and, and a lot of death has been or a lot of wars also around depressed people or obviously psychics too but a lot of depressed people or, or um addicts there'll be a lot of um yeah those around them too makes sense i mean so they kind of do feed off negative energy then yeah they do mm -hmm. yeah so all right lon was right and i mean he's seen it so i'm sure i'm sure he knows what he's talking about he's a very well-known investigator out of Pennsylvania, but, but all right, I'm going to ask one more question about the animals. Then I want to move on, but okay. animals, the animal thing just fascinates me to no end, but what is the craziest animal? Oh, actually my little girl here decided to make an appearance. There. Oh, Fascinate there she is. She's so cute. What's her name? Munchkin. Munchkin. She's a big munchkin. Yeah, she's nine months old. Oh, she's adorable. When she's not, she's not small by any means. No, she's not, and my leg is getting crushed by her. All right, Munchkin. Damn, oh, Munchkin. She doesn't know she's big. She thinks she's a poodle, but yeah, that's, that's what the big dogs do. They're the sweetest. <laughs> but anyway, the question I was going to ask was, what is the most interesting out of any animal any animal you worked with what was the most interesting craziest one you did like what was the what was the most crazy case you had with an animal well i'll tell you one that was it it was kind of combo of a person and a, and a murder case actually so i've worked with a lot of Ooh. cops too yeah um so i was actually because i've had a dog bakery too so i had i was doing a pet psychic reading for this lady she had a, a big poodle and um I'm just talking to her, you know, about her poodle. And all of a sudden this woman comes in, she's about 17 years old, shows me her head was cut off and she just starts, you know, telling me all this stuff. And I'll, she's showing me this murder. She's showing me this cop that murdered her and all this evidence. And I'm just like doing this pet reading. I'm like, uh, do you know anybody that was murdered? And she's like, yeah, my niece was murdered 17 years ago and they haven't found the murder. They haven't found the person yet. And long story short, it was just crazy where like I saw the evidence I saw and they also thought it was a cop that murdered her and then they got the cops involved. So that was the most craziest pet reading because I was just reading the dog and and here then the um, you know person from the other side starts showing me all this stuff. And then that that spirit started hanging out with me and would come to my house and do all kinds of stuff with my electricity. It was just kind of like insane. It, it took me a while to get her to cross over to leave me alone. Um, but that was one of the craziest ones. But, you know, as far as uh, like I've done so many, I, I guess one of the coolest ones I think that I've learned myself was, I mean, cause I told you I do all animals. There was, there was, uh, I got, cause I can go into their body and I can feel and see and sense things too. There was, 
this one neighborhood in Naples that was missing a lot of uh, smaller dogs and stuff. And there was like, I think like four or five dogs missing within like a couple of weeks. So they had me come in and read like what was going on, what was taken it. Cause I'll know like what, you know, what's around there, what's going on too. And um, I saw a cat and I saw this cat, this, you know, so I tapped into this cat and it was pretty cool. Cause I was reading the cat's energy and the cats was just so much smarter than, I mean, I know animals are smart, but this, this, cat knew was watching certain houses and was stalking the houses and knew the time of when they were letting the dogs out to, you know, go outside and come back. And I just saw the cat like stalking and waiting. And I just thought that was amazing on how smart this cat is. Like they don't, they don't, don't strike right away. And I'm talking about a cat. I'm talking about a, like a panther. Uh, okay, you know, I was going to say, yeah. No, not a regular, yeah, a panther. And they did end up catching that. They did end up finding the panther, but because the panther was sneaking around and and the animals and I've seen this a lot with a lot of wild animals, you know, reading coyotes and all coyotes are amazing too, and how they play the animals and stuff. And um, so I've done so many animals like that. I just say like that was one of the most interesting ones, but I, I can help with everything. You know, I've helped with why, you know, the dog is uh, I actually saved a dog's life. Um, it had some stomach issues, and I just told him, I said, I think you gotta get in there because it's cancer, and it was cancer, and so they they got it a lot earlier than it would have, but I can help with anything with food, with allergies you know why are they behavior why are they not doing this it was funny the other day somebody just asked I had a reading with a, a cat and her cat peed on her couch when they were gone and I see this all the time because cats are mad they're really mad because the, the people just leave them so they go pee on things because they're mad you know so yeah. I would use the p word but I'm not using the p word so uh yeah so they do that all the time so I, I mean, there's been so many animals. I've been working with thousands of animals. I, you know, I'm there to help with healing them and finding out what's going wrong with them. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And to, which I mentioned before my, uh, before I paid all the money I did to get Harley figured out, figure out what's wrong with Harley, but <laughs> could, probably would a lot, probably would have been a lot more affordable. I'm not sure. But and yeah, I work with even vets. Vets will be like, I'm stumped. I can't figure this out. And I'll go in and and I'll fill it in my own body. I just had this horse where there was something going on in its foot and the vet couldn't figure it out. You know, what was they 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 did everything and they're like, I still don't know what it is. And I'm like, I feel a splinter up in its foot because I would fill it in my own body. And I'm like, it's right up the hoof, it's right here. And it was great. They took an x-ray and it was exactly where I, I said it was. And it was just this little bone spur that was in there. Oh. Poor horsey, but yeah. The pets also see spirits too. So I will look through the pets here. Like a lot of times I'll be doing a pet reading and they'll see, they'll show me just the other day, the cat showed me the, the person's dad, that the dad was around them too. So it, animals are huge on seeing ghosts and loved ones on the other side. They see them all the time. And also they're, you know, other pets too. Yeah. makes sense. I mean, because it's funny because whenever you mention Harley's name to Munchkin, Munchkin gets all like depressed when she hears it. Like her, her eyes go down, her Aww. head goes down. Aww. I mean, they fall, they fall like crazy. But you, I guess they loved each other deep down. Oh so. yeah, they're still yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, him. Just he, I swear to God, we we think Munchkin's gonna kill our new one, Moose. Like Moose is only nine, ten weeks old now, and he's a small compared to her. And we we swear to God, we think she's gonna kill him because she'll pick well, him up by the collar and drag him around and everything. <laughs> How cute. Well, she's probably just like, you know, you got to give her attention. She's the alpha dog, so you got to give her attention first. Oh, she gets plenty of attention, don't you, Munchie? <laughs> she's cute. Yeah, all 100 pounds were. Yep. All right. Well, I said after that, we can move on from the pets, and we can. But, and since you don't like to talk about death energy, I, I mean, well, dark energy like death energy, let's talk about healing energy. Yeah, with, sure. We'll, we'll go with humans because we already covered pets for a while now. But so I actually have talked to a few people over the last week or two that do this. And I am fascinated by it because I've now met people that like can detect that they help people get rid of cancer and everything else. And I do that. Mm -hmm. I, I was, I was going to figure that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People and pets. I can help with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's stuck energy. So working with your energy field, which uh, energy, your energy field is everything. That's where we get stuck energy. And everything will manifest actually from your emotional well being, but it also can be environment and, you know, things going on around you. So it's really important to clear that energy and cut those energy cords to anything draining your energy. The other thing is past lives. A lot of people don't realize that we can bring in things from past lives. And if you heal that, then you can actually heal now. And that's where a lot of cancers or addictions or food allergies and the healings I've done have, um, you know, disappeared. And we're talking just vanished. We're talking like total different. The, I mean, I was actually supposed to have a past life reading done a couple months ago, but the, uh, someone who was formerly my, was on my podcast at one point, she had a family emergency, couldn't do it. But so I still have to actually get with her to reschedule that. But I mean, it's interesting. I, I love past lives. I love the idea of it, that finding out who you are, like, cause I'm a huge believer in reincarnation. So mm -hmm. I've always, and fate and all that. So I, it's interesting to me, like the idea of like finding out like in a past life, you were a knight and an army in Germany or something like that. Like, it's kind of cool. Whatever you're drawn to a lot. Like, so a lot of people, um, like one of my sons is since he's been little, he's been into the world wars, like all the wars, like he's been into so many wars and that's what he's drawn to the shows, the toys, all those things. And, you know, so I did a past life on him. Obviously he was in a war. So whatever you're really drawn to, most likely you were there in one of your past lives. I mean, we've had thousands of past lives, but whatever one you're really drawn to you you had it made a big significance in your life at that time see that's the thing i'm not drawn to anything but i mean tv maybe but other than that i'm not really drawn to, and i mean the paranormal of course but. i was just gonna say you're paranormal so i'm sure and where you live i'm sure that you had a lot of places up there and you probably were in a you know there was probably a lot of haunted stuff going on in your past life yeah i mean i well, I'm actually originally, I'm originally from New York, actually, but I mean, still, it's the Northeast and it's full of revolutionary. I mean, I I went to high school in one of the biggest revolutionary war towns of all of New York. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of the burning of Kingston, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So, yeah, past life's interest me to no end. And I actually am dying to get that done. I got to really hit up Jane and get that done. Yeah, it's cool. Like I, this one lady died in a past life. Um, and when I was doing her past life, she died in a past life of being actually poisoned by food. And in this lifetime, she was very, she was allergic to everything. So, I mean, like weird, everything like apples and fish and just like random weird stuff. She had tons of food allergies. So after the past life, her food allergies just disappeared. Like they totally, she's like, I'm all better. And I've seen my own things too. I had this big splotchy spot that went all, all the way up my legs since I was a little girl. It looked like I was burned. And my mom even took me to the doctor younger and they couldn't figure out what it was. And then I did a past life on me, probably about the age of 32. And of course I was a witch in a past life and I was burned at the stake and I did see that. And just by seeing that I woke up and my, my splotchiness is gone, like totally yeah, gone. Which a witch in a past life burned the stake. Oof, I would not want to have to read that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Well, we've all had good and bad. You know, we've all been everybody, man, woman, everything. So, uh, yeah, the past lives are amazing. So that is a form of way of healing energy. Uh, you know, I also work with sound healing. I work with, so I work with my energy healings remotely. They're not even here. I record them. So yeah. I go into your body and I clear anything that needs to go, which is emotional, uh, physical, you know, which will go into the physical realm too. Huh. I may have to come. I may have to actually talk to you about working with my wife afterwards. Yeah. It helps with anxiety, nervous system. Everything helps with manifesting. I mean, it's it, it, doing an energy healing is going to help you in all ways. So is everybody intuitive or is it a select thing? I'll keep the question shorter. Maybe it won't freeze. <laughs> yeah. So, well, every single person's intuitive. I have a school called Magical University. I teach you know people how to even be a medium. Um, yeah. Every single person's intuitive. It's just like a muscle. The more you use it, the more you learn how to use it, the more will come into you. I mean, the minute you meet somebody, you're already reading their energy by, oh, this person is nice. This person isn't nice. I trust this person. I don't trust this person. And intuitively, you know, you're already with everything in life when you walk into a house or your business or your job, you're, we're all listening to our, our intuition speaks through our body, so through our senses. So yes, we're all intuitive. It's just like having a muscle. It's just some people are more intuitive or more, I think more listen more to it, but you can grow it and, and listen to it more. Yeah. Cause I've had a couple um, psychics on here before that. Like they told me like, they're like, I sense something in you. And I'm like, 
I'm like, well, I talk to some psychic and psychics and memes. I get this thing in the middle of my head that won't go away. Like it's like a, just like a buzzing almost and like a bright light in my eyes. And I'm like, what's going on? Like it's the first time it happened, it scared the crap out of me. I thought I was having a heart attack. But uh, then after that, I'm realizing it's only when I talk to those who have the gift. So yeah, so you're you're tapping into that energy because mm -hmm, your third eye. Which, yeah, which I never did that. Until I started this podcast, which is the part that interested me the most out of all that. But but you know what? I said I'm gonna go back to this at the end. And what do you think 2023 is gonna look like next year? Because 2022 hasn't been easy, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I just did my predictions um, on 2023. So from 2020 to 2024, we're moving into this new frequency, this new way of universe. So everything is kind of shedding. So 2023 is going to be a continuing on of um, kind of shedding and shifting into a new universe. So, you know, new structures, new paradigms, new way of doing school, new way of doing money, new way of working. All of that's going to continue to shift and change. And it's going to come really, really fast. The other thing that's going to happen is whatever you think manifesting is going to happen really fast. So it's going to be really, you know, be really choosing your stories and what you're putting out there. Cause it's going to happen. Um, you're going to see, especially March, March is when I feel there's going to be a, some major change, um, with the whole entire universe. And you're going to see more of a division definitely next year, division between States, um, the United States. And we'll leave you with this. Then in the very beginning, like in the next election, I do not see one president. I see each governor, the the fall of United States is definitely happening. It's only going to continue and it's going to continue to be divided and uh, get more even so with certain states having certain laws and rules. I mean, we're already going through this, you know, it's to this extreme, but I see more of that. Uh, I do feel some shortages of food. Water is my biggest concern is water being shortage. And like I've been telling people for since 2020, actually since 2019, because I did predict this. Um is get self-sufficient as much as you can, which means grow your own food. You got chickens. Chickens are great. Um, you know, get self-sufficient to be off the grid as much as you can in your own ways is what I'm saying is, uh, look for different ways to get food. So maybe go to the farmer's market. Uh, you're going to see more of a food shortage and a water shortage and just a shortage in general of everything. But the water shortage is what's if you could live somewhere where you have a spring or have something or a well water, you have more apt to, you know, get water. That's, you know, the rivers are already drying up. Um, I just talked about the Mississippi one. I predicted that. And that was just spoken here the other day. Uh, we're going to see some major, major global issues as far as weather. And it's starting right now. The volcano, uh, the, the ring of fire, which is on the West Coast. There's going to be lots of earthquakes, um, both in the ocean and not. And I see Mexico, New York, and uh, Alaska. Those are like in California are the hot spots of a lot of destruction when it comes to weather. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep on seeing this upheaval, but it's going to really be a beautiful time as far as manifesting. So if you think positive, if you think amazing in your positive energy, you'll be having a wonderful 2023. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, we're not gonna have, go ahead. The fact that, the fact that you said we're not going to have one president after the election kind of has me like, what? Yep, <laughs> that's why I'm saying that right now. Um, you know, even before 2019, I said that the president that the governors were going to have some more say so with the with the whole COVID. I mean, before COVID even came, I saw this new way of living. Um, yeah, well, it's a breakdown. And think about it. We've been having one president for United States for millions of people, but like since the 1800s, like it's not working anymore. And so it's going to be very interesting. The election will be very interesting, but you're going to see the states continue to um, breakdown becoming more separated. And it's going to be really important to live in a state that you agree with because the governor is going to be kind of like the president. And I do see some states that will, you know, like if you're in a democratic state, some other democratic states will line up together and become kind of like their own laws and rules. And then there'll be some, there'll be some individuals and it's just going to be a very interesting time to see politically. But I also see huge things changing with the money. We're not going to have the same mon monetary system that we have or the school system. All old systems are breaking down and will be changing. But 2023 will be the year of upheaval but up after upheaval will be where we can get into this new systems and it's a beautiful time to create new and we need new we've been doing the same thing since 1800s i mean it's just not working anymore 
I mean, I mean, we've we've been doing the same thing since the 1600s, for God's sake. Even <laughs> true. Country, but, but I mean, true. I mean, yeah, we've 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 invented things since then that improve our lives dramatically, but it's still with the same type of system almost. So it makes right. sense. But, I mean, the school system is not helping the kids. I mean, the kids now are much more intuitive. They're they learn a different way, and we're in a different era. But they're still trying to do the same school system. So I do see that changing too. The school systems have been changing, and they will continue to break down. Um, they'll go more online. I even see universities more going online. More kids will not go straight to college. They'll just do more trade schools, or you know, like look at it. We have teenagers right now that are making a lot of money off you know, just doing online stuff, Instagram, and they're just social media people. Um, so I do feel the continue of that. Yeah. I have them in my inbox all the time trying to get me to pay them for promotion. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, that's what I'm talking about. Which I mean, I'm not a fan of them because I'm like, I don't want to pay for promotion. Like if you want to promote me, be my guest, but I'm not paying for it. Like, like I can, I can do that on my own. I don't need people do it for me but it, it should be interesting when the millennial i have five kids so i have from 30 down to 15 but when the new kids the 20 year olds that grow up it's going to be a whole new place because they're used to instant gratification they have the internet they get things instantly you know so it's just going to be a different way of living yeah it's going to be a whole new world and i'm i mean me and my wife talk about it sometimes and we're scared of how it's going to be for them like we're scared of how their life's going to be. Oh, they'll be fine. It's going to be us. They'll be fine. They'll get, they'll be great manifestors. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is even to doing for them is to, to start being off government assistance, start living from the land as much as you can start being in control of your own stuff and not, you know, trying like learning how to do things. That's the other thing I've been telling people is learning how to garden, learning how to build things, being self-sufficient is going to be a biggie. Yeah, that's where I fail because I'm horrible at self being self-sufficient when it comes to fixing and building things. But I'm not that type of man. My father wasn't, and he, well, my father was to some degree, but he really wasn't. Like, so I know when to teach me it and I just never learned it. But my wife can do the gardening part though very well, but just the land we live on is crap. We live on very sandy, dirty, dirt land, and it's just not. You can't you can do pots, right? Raised. You could do raised um, pots. Yeah. Raised, yeah, raised things. We, yeah, we did that this year, but we got to next year fence it all off because the damn chipmunks and squirrels ate and the chickens ate everything. Oh yeah, those can yeah. So I mean, we got to fence it off. That's all. But but what did come out was good. But all right, before I let you basically promote and sell yourself to your heart desire, um, what are some are there any last words that you want to give to anybody who hears this on on what they should do in their life to get ready for this? Like, or, um, or just to make the, just to make their life better in general, I guess, be the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for anything and energy or anything as far as manifesting and just living a great life is to get happy. To if you're not in a great relationship, if you're not in a great job, if you don't like where you live, well, do something about it. Take action. Right now is the time to take action. So the more you let go, the other big thing to moving into 2023 is our physical bodies are going to be talking to us big time. So and if you, you want to let go of all garbage. So that means forgive and let go of the past and do not try to bring the past into the future of 2023. So that means those people that irritate the hell out of you, it's time to say it, you know, I'm going to let this go and I'm just going to, I'm going to forgive you because holding on to that energy will only drain your own energy and suck you dry. And especially 2023, we're moving into this frequency and this vibration that our body is going to be talking to us like crazy physically pain wise. If there's a pain, ask it, you know, there's something going on emotionally, um, getting as much self-sufficient as you can. Like I said, learning things, maybe even getting some books to learn how to do things just in case you can't get it because there will be a shortage of some stuff. So just be ready to make your own and find other ways. The beautiful thing is I do see that where people are going to start going back to bartering and they're going to start having little communities where, you know, you grow something and I know how to fix something. And then we can just all barter and come along together. So there will be a more of a division. But on the other side, I see that wherever you're at and you are with your tribe, you will be closer and more connected in that way. Uh, so that's the biggest advice I would give everyone. Get happy. It's that simple. 
good advice. I agree. But question I have is, is it just going to be the United States doing this or is it going to be the whole world? It's the whole world. United States is going to get the biggest hit. I mean, I said this since 2019 because karmic wise, um, we were also the wealthiest and also the most eco. So we are getting, we are going to get hit the, the biggest thing. Uh, I do see us getting hit the most, but this is globally. Globally is the whole energy is shifting and the frequency is shifting. And that means old structures and paradigms have to change. Um, there can also be more division between countries wise too, you know, so there could be some little wars popping up there, but this is all over. This isn't just here. Our frequency, our vibration is changing. Our DNA is changing. So it's all going to be shifting and changing and continuing to do that. And especially in 2023, things are going to start speeding up time speeding up. Have you, have you heard about CERN? Do you know about CERN? C -E -R -N? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. The super, the super collider that they started. Up, yeah. So this is a part of, and if you haven't, I'm sure you've watched Stranger Things. Have oh, you watched? Of course. Okay. So this is Stranger Things. This and Stranger Things actually was um, based on a true story of Montucket. When Montucket, I think it was Montauk, the Mon Montauk project. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is what I predicted in 2019. And when they started CERN, they've started. So they're upgrading. So the other cool, the other thing you might be interested in this that I see, I just predicted this. I do weekly predictions on my YouTube channel, but, um, and on Facebook, but I just predicted this is I see different dimensions and I actually feel that people are going to go missing. So I think it's going to be, it's the next is going to be the frequency of frequency of like airplanes frequency, like the frequency shifting. And I do believe it started with the, it, it's the times and it's the universe, but I feel CERN is like, it's going to be like stranger things just like that. Like we'll be in a different dimension and be like, what people are already seeing different dimensions and people will start just kind of tapping in there and they will probably be finding black matter. Uh, I did hear something recently where they said they think they did. Well, that's because of CERN. CERN's really going to kind of screw things up and speed things up and make us go into this whole different world. I mean, don't be surprised if you see UFOs and aliens like really fast in the next oh. couple of weeks, even. Oh, my wife, my wife actually sees them all the time out our windows. I never, I mean, I've seen them in the past, but not, not here. And I haven't seen one here yet, really, but I'm also not, I'm too busy with podcasting and kids and work to look at the sky, really. So, I mean, sometimes I will, but. But aliens, we will be seeing aliens here on earth. Like you don't have to be a psychic. Like you'll be like, oh. Oh, there's an alien. Like it's going to be, that's what we're going to be seeing. We're going to be in different dimensions. And I just see this uh, kind of like time warp stuff like happening. You just went blank on me again. You froze. Ooh, interesting. Going. <laughs> Look, we're talking, see, we're talking about the frequency and then when you froze, see, <laughs> they're already freezing me. It's yeah. been happening. It's been happening a lot this weekend. It really has. But I did three shows in one day, and like my two shows I hosted. I mean, it might just be my internet. I'm not sure, but it's yeah. just weird. It, it freezes a lot, but lately. But yeah, it's weird you say that because like my wife actually like she about a week ago she was out in the front porch and like I was asleep, and then like I finally went like I woke up it was like three o'clock she wasn't in bed yet I went out I'm like hey you okay what's going on she's like she's like I swear to God I just she's like I just look at my phone and saw it was three o'clock. She's like, last time I remember, last time I looked at my phone a minute ago, it was one thirty. Like she swears she's mm -hmm. been abducted her whole life and that she loses time when it happens. Well, that's it. Yeah. We're going to have more time warps. We're going to have more of that stuff, but we're also going to see like people go missing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, we've been seeing that for the last 50, 60 years a lot. So. But this I, is going to be extreme. Yeah. Like Roanoke extreme or. I just see, I don't know. I feel that there'll be like planes and, you know, kind of like Bermuda Triangle, like amplified. Yeah. You know, I feel stuff like that. Interesting. So kind of like actually, we were just, we were just talking about Malaysia flight MH370 in uh, one of my podcasts I was doing this weekend. So kind of like that, like mm -hmm. the whole plane just disappears and mm -hmm. no one knows what happened. No country's going to take blame for it or anything. Like it's just, it disappeared out of thin air, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting. And I see fast speeding fly. I see, I do see new technologies. So I do feel they're going to come up with new ways of flying uh, that are going to be really fast and fast trains, fast planes, but I really see really fast planes. So they already, I, I just see new, new ways of doing things. Uh, well, that gives a lot to think about. And I hope my listeners, and actually my listeners will not be hearing this until the first month of 2023. So that's going to be all the more interesting. But, oh, cool. So, but before I let you go, why don't you tell them where they can find you, where they can find your book or books? Because I couldn't really find information about your book, but... Yeah. Um, so first of all, me, VickiLuna.com. So it's V-I-C-K-I-E, Luna like the moon.com, VickiLuna.com. Um, I do, you know, I'm on there. I do have my book, Manifest Anything You Want in 30 Days. Uh, I have some more books coming out too that will probably be out the first of the 2023. Actually, I have the, a book called Closet Medium that is coming out. Um, I have healing products. I have healing teas and essential oils, and I have a pet line of healing products too. I have all of that on my website, VickiLuna.com, and I'm big on social media. I do a lot of weekly predictions and everything on Facebook and social media and all of that, so you can find me all over. And I will be sure to put your website on the description when I release this episode, as well as, and I put my episodes on YouTube, so I'll tag you in the YouTube one regardless, so... Okay, way, great. And I, I, I market all my episodes like crazy. So you'll be tagged on every social media site when I when it comes out. But um, you, of course, can find. Thank you, Vicky, for coming on. I'll say it one last time because I'm going to edit all that previous stuff out. But okay. thank you for coming on. Thank you. And can't wait to have people hear this episode. And I will catch all my listeners in half a week. Thank you. <laughs>